Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, Bet Online, where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, let's do it. Garden Report style. Woo! What up? Who's wearing legends? You know it. Look at Joe Sway. I'm it's wearing legends. Brand yeah, new legend. See it. Brand new legend. You know it. Fresh yeah. off the bag. Joe Sway got the. He got Joe the Sway. Beige. Joe Sway the... comes home from a mystery vacation. <laughs> what do you mean? With mystery people. You, yeah. Hey, you <laughs> know the part though, John? Joe hey, Sway's in Hawaii. Mystery right? to him. Just found out yep. Abby Chen was out in Hawaii. Just found out Mark Spears was out in Hawaii. All and yet you guys Wow. Yeah. All around the same time. Well, I'll tell you what. Joe Sway came back. He came back Maybe. to the show. Came back to Boston with a little, a little pep in his step. Like 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 he's just in a different Joe Sway? mood. Joe Sway, Joe Sway, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad Man, at you. Fresh out. Am I right? I mean, over a week. He's got that Come little on. golden hue to him, I'm, to him I'm now. Still, I brought Hawaii <laughs> with me, okay? I'm walking around like I'm I'm good. Hopefully, this lasts for about a week. We'll see. Joe Sway, you're sus- trying to bike more than John. I saw you're him. Suspect. He was posting some pics. I was like, "Who's po- who's taking them? Who's taking the pics?" <laughs> Jimmy was. Jimmy Don't commented worry that about literally. Jimmy. Don't yeah, worry he literally. About it. We just want to know. People want to know. Don't yeah, worry Jimmy- about it, sweetheart. Don't worry. Jimmy- wow. Jimmy commented, that. and he got like I- seven likes on that. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, I, I did. I, people are people are very interested. <laughs> Meanwhile, Suspect. I was at Fenway for a long, brutal weekend. Yeah. Oh, you cover that? Oof. You cover that, Bobby? Hey, wait. Somebody just said Marcus was salt. Bobby, you asked Marcus a question. He didn't want to answer it. Really? I don't know. Someone <laughs> just said Marcus still salty. He didn't answer I, Bobby's question. He was great. <laughs> Would you ask him? I thought oh, he no. answered the question. Uh, he it's kind of, It started kind of slow. I was basically talking about, like, um just uh like all the issues from last year and uh he was just like oh just Uh turn the page put it behind you and he talked a little bit more after that but yeah it was kind of short he was his usual like you know chippy ish self but you know he he sounded good he sounded confident he sounded like um you know all the stuff last year is behind them for the most part he sounded very confident and happy about playing the point guard and again like that's how i feel too it's overdue that he's going to be moving to this position They've well, almost been at their best when he's been there. I, I think it was a two-parter, too. I think you asked a two-part question. Maybe he didn't get the, the second half. I don't know. Something like that. But. It was a long day, Joe Sway. We did, like, 15 press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't notice it myself. Did you ask him maybe. to do the Garden Report promo I, I asked you for? <laughs> <laughs> I did go on the camera. Maybe you It was media day. <laughs> hey, could you, could you read this, Marcus? <laughs> 
Marcus, Marcus loves like the a, garden report. It's like a generic one too. Hi, I'm Marcus Smart. I love the garden report. Like, yeah. It's like a simple one too. If I watch one show every night, it's the right, garden right. report. Uh, maybe, we'll so, pull, maybe we'll pull that clip for later in the show. Let's ask uh, both Sherrod and Bobby because they spent all day uh, either in these interviews uh, or uh, or uh, you know, asking questions or zooming or uh, what was the vibe? Uh, you know, Sherrod, you were down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Were they interacting at all or they just stepped up to the Zoom and you guys talked to them at a, at, at a little distance? Well, I mean, for, for those of us who were there, they, it was how it's been in the past where they come into a room, they get behind a desk and we just fire off questions at them. The only difference was that we had the Zoom dynamic in there where we, you know, Bobby and others on Zoom could ask questions. So in person, it was pretty much what we would normally do, John. But the one difference was we couldn't just kind of roam around like we've done. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like normally yeah. you're just kind of hanging with right. them. But you're just literally just in a room waiting for them to bring in, in the different players. And yeah. I mean, considering. So there's uh, no pictures. There's not them hanging out, dribbling balls, doing their promos. You didn't have. They, they weren't out in the open. Stuff, but we weren't privy to that. Because it's was, over. Yeah. yeah. That, that was out, out of our line of sight. And so, we were, yeah. Yeah. So there's not, very, and you only could go in one entrance way and and so it was you know it wasn't great but i mean considering the alternative which is nothing um yeah the, okay. the funniest part though somebody somebody commented on that was and, and and you guys know how much i love abby um abby would ask these like two three four five part questions that are just hysterical um, <laughs> and i i understand why she's doing it. she is shooting her shot she knows that she's probably not get another chance to ask these questions so get them all out when you can i respect right. that I yeah, that. was Bobby was out and running like crazy. He was like, "Oh my God, they called on me!" And yeah. he just went. <laughs> I had a bunch went. of two parties. I wasn't gonna but, go. But three Bobby, or four but of them. Bobby, he had he had a, a a minor like Janet Jackson malfunction moment where he was on mute, and we couldn't. Oh we, no! Grant called me out. <laughs> Bobby, if, Bobby, if I'm gonna send you into these things, buddy. Bobby, you embarrassed us. Wait, you embarrassed us. I caught yeah, the flag. mic, Bobby. I caught the flack from Grant of all the stuff you guys and everyone else I in know. The has been saying. Because, listen, I've never said a bad thing about Grant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, now you didn't say anything at all because you're muted the whole time. So, congratulations. Yeah, that's the Zoom. That is I'll get there one so, day. Uh, Sherrod, what were your takeaways? Just to, like we, you, we talked to a zillion people. And again, just to kind of the, the full specter of everything that's going on right now. We know um, there, the you know, COVID is an NBA issue right now that it's out there. It's a weird elephant in the room. So that's a thing. Um, you've got, you know, right out of the gate, they announced Ime Udoka has uh, had a breakthrough case of COVID. So he's kind of on the shelf, even though he's on the on the downslope there, you know, uh, and, and and getting better, but that that kind of like cast a little pall over it right out of the gate. It was like, oh, yeah. that stinks. Um, then you've got you know Marcus. You got to look at Rob. Um, you know, uh, you know Grant looked actually pretty good physically. Uh, let let's start with like preseason's the best, right? Everybody did everything right, right? They all went to the gym and they worked on stuff and things that they needed to work on. Now they're better at, and people who needed to put on muscle, put on muscle. And some people are in the best shape of their lives and everything's perfect in preseason. Right. Uh, but observationally, did you notice anything? Uh, just you guys who were talking to them and who were in there the whole time. Rob, I thought looked a little bigger. Um, good, like, good, uh, good, bigger. 
and good bigger, like like mu- like more muscular. Uh, like, okay. You just was, you just know what to say to John. That's all. That's no, all. You I'm just know what John wants to hear. I mean, and he was asked about that, and and the, the question was like maybe a three or four second question. But while the person was asking the question, you could see Rob just nodding his head like, "Yup, yup." Rob yeah. was cheery like, today. I never to seen Rob talk that much about was him being was he flexing? Well, he didn't really flex flex, but you could tell, I mean, just looking at his body, he's definitely stronger than he was before. And the funny thing, he, he talked about how, look, the Sixers got, you know, you know, Andre Drummond, so I got to put some meat on these bones. He's already, I think, in that understanding that it's about time you start really taking that next level. Take that next step and be more than just this guy that we talk about potential-wise. Because Rob can ball. I mean, we right. all know he can he can plow ball. And if he's got some little added muscle on him on his body, that's that's huge. And the other big takeaway for me was just how Al Horford is like Mr. Sunshine, Rainbows, and Unicorns. Everyone seemed to there's like this glow in the room every time <clears throat> someone either talked about Al or once Al actually came into the room. Now, how are you going to feel when, nice when he goes three for 17? <laughs> I don't know. 17? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Come on. You know what, though? That Robert – I feel like that Robert Williams swag sort of started last year at Media Day, right? And he and guess who was talking about it last year's Media Day? Al Horford. Oh, you know, people don't realize, you know, that was an important person to me. You know, we still keep in contact, and look who's back. So I, I wasn't surprised to see, you know, uh, Robert with the little hep in the step. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell he's very excited for this year, ready to go, ready to show – you know how how uh, how better he is now, especially that he has his boy back. So yeah, that was great to see for sure. Yeah, I can't and, wait and, to and see them play together. One of the things, yeah, one of the things Al talked about, which I thought was really important, was he acknowledged that, to me the one thing that we've all talked about and we all agree on is that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are your two best players. They're your pillars. They're the guys that you, if you're going to like elevate it to something bigger and better than what people think, they're more likely than not are going to be the catalyst of that. And Al doubled down on that in a very clear with leaving no doubt about how he felt about it. And that to me is going to be so important that your vets and damn, they got a lot of vets. When you start looking at this roster now, uh, the, the kiddies, they, they, they said the hell with the daycare. We ain't messing around with the kiddie pool anymore. We're going to get some grown ass <laughs> men up in here. You look at Josh Richardson, you get Al back, you got Ennis Cantor. I mean, they have Schroeder. Ex- exactly. Schroeder. His name is going to be Butcher. I'm, you know what I'm hoping? Sherrod. You know <laughs> yeah, Sherrod. No, hold on, hold on. Sherrod's mad because people were saying something on Twitter. That's why. <laughs> Somebody my said something about it. I was corrected. Listen, my goal for Dennis is to be so good that when we just say Dennis, that everyone will know that. I they called out Jimmy, and Jimmy took a shot at me. That's they what happened. Jimmy, they called you out. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. They did. They called Sherrod out Jimmy, and Jimmy today. used it as, as an opportunity That's to take funny. a dig at me, which is fine. So uh, a German-speaking, a German-speaking, uh, you know, f- viewer of the show. This is a fly flying around me. He politely let me know, and I think he tagged you guys. It said it's pronounced Schroeder, and if you pronounce it Schroeder. I don't say Schroeder, and I don't know who is saying Schroeder. That's a quote-unquote cringe, and I said something along the lines of, well, that's one less thing. John will be cringy about because I didn't want him to say it the wrong way. Now, Damn. is that guy right Sherrod, or wrong? Can you do I don't it? Have, how did John get Sherrod, I gotta hear you do it. The Jimmy, whole Jimmy German accent, him. everything. Because the way he I, gave it to you today, it was it was passionate. It was it was deep, full German accent. It was so good the way he gave so, you the pronunciation but that's the today, pro- Bobby. But that's the problem. It's so ridiculously thick. You can't <laughs> that shit. That's what she said. Um, Sherrod, wait, right back at him too, perfectly. <laughs> 
Wait, he actually gave a pronunciation because I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Sherrod, and our sponsors are gone. <laughs> Sherrod asked him for the pronunciation. He fired it at Sherrod, and, and Sherrod gave him a perfect so imitation fake. back. So wow! No, you did it, Sherrod. I heard you. I'll check the video. The well, well, you must have it posted. We must have posted it. So I'll check. Here's check later. I, I'm gonna like you know. I'm gonna like Dennis. Dennis. I, Danny. Yeah, look at Sherrod. Yo, I can I can tell that energy is is you know it's. See, here's it's going, about, it's flowing through. It's flowing through Sherrod right now. Schroeder, that's good. That's good. He has a lot of petty in his in his game, and I'm a big fan of guys that got a little petty in their game. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. I like chip. I like the chip on chippy. the chair. He's he's petty. He got a little petty in his game. Right. He likes when he's booed. I'm like, dude. Yeah, because yeah. if you because if you read between the lines, little villain. If you honest, honestly, if you if you read between the lines and you hear him say, you know, two top guys like AD and LeBron, and I didn't get along with them. It says Yo, it says itself right there. You know, he's just I, trying to tell you, uh, I don't I don't mess with those dudes. I, I don't I mean, like those guys. He said he without, wasn't a good without, fit. I'm not their, I'm not their kind of guy. I'm exactly. not their kind of dude. Right. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't a, the, the right soldiers, so to speak. I can't I didn't, wait I didn't for those fit Lakers in. games. I didn't fit in with those Lakers. That's what he said. I'm yeah. telling you right now, I'm, I can't wait to see him and and Russell White. Now Russell is probably going to get the better, but damn it, Schroeder is going to do some serious low key Schroeder oh, yeah. type things. Maybe take Matt, a couple cheap shots, and I'm like, Matt Schroeder is like, I like the edge that he's got. I'm, I'm, I feel like we're all saying Schroeder, like we're not supposed to. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're all just, yeah. We're just gonna keep. I'm just gonna call him Dennis. Um, <laughs> I love Marcus are gonna be a nice one-two combo. I was getting under players. Yeah, out there. I love that. Right? Uh, Richardson, he's he could be a pain in the ass too. But it's not oh, just that. Sure. Like I like the people that embrace the villain. You know, like you have too many guys who like want to be yeah, liked. Yeah. It's much better if you're like I, I'm okay. I'm the asshole. I don't care. They're like right. I, you. I like those especially, guys. Especially, especially when there's that void, right? Especially when you just signed an extension. You know, looking at someone like Richardson, I, I he said it. He said it himself. He's all in because clearly he just signed this extension. Clearly he knows he's going to be here for at least the next couple of seasons, and that's good. You know, that's a good thing for him heading into the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So, um, Bobby, we did say, uh, I don't know if you got this vibe, um, Sherrod, but it sounded like they kind of hinted that these are bench, that Schroeder, Schroeder and, and, and Richardson are bench guys. Does that seem right? That's the gist I got. That's the gist you got? Pull, Bobby, explain I'll yourself. Yeah, I'll pull the quote here. I think it was probably just kind of like a, a, a speaking slip by Rudoka because again they didn't come out and name the starting lineup today but you're hearing a lot of talk from people around the team just people who know the team that think Horford could play the four Udoka talked a lot about it today there was no doubt in anybody's mind today like no one indicated Rob would be coming off the bench in there's got in one person's mind <laughs> Sherrod's yes, but it. you know we can come to a compromise if they're both in the starting lineup. So this is um this is what Eme mm. said today. We can play big, small, faster, slower. We have a big team overall in general, and it depends on who we start at the four spot for the most part. For the most part, bringing in great veterans, Dennis and Josh obviously gives us depth off the bench. That's where I kind of got Dennis and Josh coming off the bench from, and that seems to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Now, Again, that kind of leaves you with that starting lineup of Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob. And I think it makes sense against most teams. Um, we'll see how good Horford can still play the four because, again, that didn't look great in Philly, and he admitted that today as much too. I'm a little skeptical of it as well at this point in Horford's career, but I think it's a good starting point. I think Rob and Horford both deserve to start here. And, again, I'm not that high on Richardson as other people, so I'm not bummed to see him come off the bench. 
Again, I'm though, not, I think this can kind of be a matchup thing. I, I'm not feeling that being an extended lineup. I could see that as potentially being like, you know, for a five-minute stretch in the third quarter where you're down by like two, that group can just beat the crap out of the other team and get you up by five or six, and then you put you put Al back on the bench or you put Rob on the bench. I don't like them playing together because I will, I like the idea of Al being the brain trust of the second unit. I love Al being at the elbow and just directing traffic, whether it's finding guys. We can guys. still do that. They can start to stagger them throughout the lineup. They and again, like – we know but the starting lineup isn't that yeah. important. It's just kind of yeah. a conversation piece. Well, I but... just I just think that there's a lack of fluidity when you've got Al at the four and Rob at the five. Um, I, I think that's going to cause a lot of, frankly, more defensive rotating than I think the Celtics are going to want to have because Al is going to have. I think Al is going to have some trouble with with a lot of force, particularly when teams go small. I mean, think about it. Well, you Guys got like that. Jason Tatum. Uh... You got that tweet yeah. I sent you, John, of uh, his three-point percentage the last four years. Al's that is. Yeah, I studied it like all I, all night. That's like G- going up and up, and the volume <laughs> going up and up. So he's kind of he's kind of continued that progression of becoming a better and better three-point shooter with more and more volume uh, on top of it. So when you compare Richardson as a three-point shooter and uh, Horford, it's actually pretty close. And Richardson has slipped for a few years here. Um, you know, the free throw percentage he has intrigues me. Ninety-two. That usually speaks to there being some consistency to your shot there and being able to figure things out. But you compare Horford and Richardson, who do you who do you feel more confidence in as a uh, floor spacer consistently? As a floor spacer, Al. As an overall defender that can can guard his yard, uh, Josh. I'll take Josh. So you're going with Josh and Smart. I yeah. Yeah. I just think it's important to start off that way too, to get off on the right tone, the right defensive tone. And I, I like that lineup. And you know what? Bobby? I don't even like if, double big. Even if they I don't were to go double, double big, big, even if they were to start double big, Bobby, how many times do you think the game's going to end that way? Like, do I you hate really that phrase. You see that? I think that's a tough spot to put to put we're guys right. in. Oh, Bobby, we in, in terms of in terms of finding fluid <clears throat> offense. Because no, know, it's not the same. Wait, Bob, Ty- Bobby, Tyson we, we Tyson. use that phrase for for people like you who just refuse to people exist. Like the, Bobby. <laughs> no, because you you like refuse to accept positions. So like double big is just basically normal basketball to like most boomers, where you had a four and a five. But since it's so <laughs> foreign to you, we have to qualify it and say double John, big. Car. <laughs> you know, no, but I think I think using that phrase makes it sound like it's going to be the exact same thing as Tyson. Thompson. It's not. You have more of a traditional four and yeah. a traditional five. But I mean, that's it's double big because it's so rare to see two people that play really more like bigs than you know wings right. stretch you know stretch players or whatever like Tatum is an unconventional four when he's in there at the four. You I know, know but di- there's such a difference between well, that's what it, this is all about. So that's why you have to qualify this and call it double big. But what I'm, yeah. what I'm, I feel like the question we should be asking is where, where is the most ideal spot for Tatum and Brown? Like where can they do the most damage? And then the other guys fit around them. I mean, whether that's on a two, court, three, or three, the hell four. They want to be on the court. I, I, no, right, but in I, terms of accentuating their strengths, I think. Like, who's going to fit you, next, best if you next talk, to them? I, I like Tatum at the four. I like him at the four. I think he's a so major yeah. – So major, do I. That's where he's going to be. That he's got the gun. So that's, what, so that's your answer then. If that's you like who Tatum he's going four, to be, yes. So if Tatum goes to the four, then you've already answered this whole question about – Here's my worry though, Jimmy. Al and Del- what, and all this stuff. 
Do you when have did to Paul George kind of take it? When did Paul George take another leap forward into kind of, you know, all around top 15 player like he is now when he got moved to the four? And that's kind of where I, I really do feel like that's Tatum's natural position. And he's putting uh, on the going forward the when he gets a little stuff. bigger. He's yeah. much, much more of that than a than a wing. The new age. Just, also just, guarding like six, six wings and the more athletic guys. That's not his game. I think he's really more of like I think I think he's he's really a four for most of his most of his NBA career. That's where he's going to be. Yeah, and I understand the identity of this team is going to be more defensive than offensive to what Sherrod's saying there, but I just don't want to see Tatum and Brown struggling and grinding to the basket because the spacing's so bad and you just have these two guards who can't consistently knock down shots and Richardson and Smart. I'd feel a little bit better with Horford being out there as that pick-and-pop high post option. You'll have more movement out there between him and Rob, I feel like. Richardson's not the greatest facilitator in the world. Um, I'm just not all that thrilled to see him playing with this team. Like, I've never been a huge Richardson guy. I, I want to see Horford. I can't even, like, picture in my mind Horford sitting on the bench to start a game. That'd just be so foreign to me. He doesn't seem like a bench guy to me. I can absolutely see that. And the thing about Josh is – yeah. You're, you're, you're acting like he's, he's like the Hawks. It's problematic. I will absolutely close on that. It's not his forte. But his ability to defend, playing with a guy like Marcus, will allow that transition game, I think, to go in a in a gear that we haven't seen him before because you'll have two pit bulls back there who can defend well, at a high level. If that's if, was no defensive slouch. Tatum is a good defender. And you've got rim-running Rob. I mean, you've got <clears> a team that could potentially get out and get you a lot of easy baskets so that whatever Josh is lacking in terms of just natural-born – shot making you're going to be able to mask that because you're getting out in transition getting easy buckets here's the right. problem and, and also bobby too you, you forget man that one of the biggest weakness, actually the biggest weakness of last year's team was the second unit it was arguably yeah. the worst second unit in the nba like right. this is this puts the Celtics in a much better situation well especially jason tatum and and, and jalen brown i think that's what they need they needed help you know obviously from the second unit and obviously throughout the throughout the the, the starters but they're going to need that muscle coming off the bench yeah, this team has a lot of options for second-unit producers, though, when it comes to Schroeder, when it comes to Pritchard. There's a number of guys I think can create on that Already second unit. Again, good? you're going to be able to stagger them. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I, I think so. Hey, so when we're talking about starters, when we're talking about starters, to throw it back to uh, the scout pieces that we were reading last week, I actually really like that idea of, by the end of the year, figuring out a way to get Peyton yeah. Pritchard into that starting lineup. Be having him well, this team? focus. We're yes. losing control. We're Bobby. losing control of Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. early. By the end yo, of Bobby. the year, Bobby, that okay. be that yo, pure Matt, yo, yo, yo. Yo, Five, this for the Sherrod's face here. right now. No, no, come back because that face is too funny. I can't start getting this. <laughs> I can't start getting year, mad. Not on opening night. <laughs> I can't get mad at Bobby. At this the end early. of the year, like when they're yeah. trying to like it's get media the playoff day. position. Yeah, he wasn't even there, man. If you imagine if he was there. If he had the same energy that Sherrod came with, yeah, you're Look. killing Sherrod's vibe right Listen, now. We got to play you. This is not that he league. Felt, he felt so good about this team until about 10 minutes ago. Start, yeah, so this isn't, this so isn't all we know, night. Bobby's certainties are we got to find a way to get Pritchard and Al in the starting lineup. That's all. And then oh. everything else will trickle down from there. <laughs> Here's the problem, Jonathan. Richardson might send Rob to the bench. Huh? Rob is not going to the bench. Rob is the starting center and the third best player on this team and a guy who might, if healthy, threaten for an all-star spot. Rob Williams is not coming off the bench. Rob Williams is not going to the bench. Because he does so many things. 
He does basically every single thing on the court that you yeah, need. Yeah, hey, Bobby, shoots, if Bobby keeps passes, if Bobby keeps defends. this up, we're talking about vaccine. All right, so come on, Bobby. No one's saying that Al Stop. Horford. No one's saying that Al Horford doesn't deserve to play. But to act play. like does act to act like he should be getting thirty five minutes a game and starting and like he's gonna give you like twenty two and fifteen. It's like this isn't that. This isn't the Atlanta Hawks Al this Horford anymore. No, no. I'm just talking about do. starting. And, Who's, Who's setting and, the tone and, to start a game? And in terms of Robert Williams, I need to see what he looks like, you know, unmasked, you know, metaphorically speaking, unmasked, ready to go, no limitations. I need to see what that looks like for a They're month. That okay, metaphor. so if he, so if he's saying that, you like that, so if he's saying that he feels 100% and he feels great, then let's see it. I want to see a whole month of this. Healthy Robert sure. Williams. I want to see that whole, too. It's a brand new chapter to his career. Let's okay. Let's let's keep it real. Like, I'm gonna I can't take it one week that. at a time, Joe Sway. I'm gonna take it one, one week? week at a time. Okay. Hopefully, we get a week. A full we get week. a good week, and then we'll be back <laughs> up with another good what? week. I can't look that far down the road with Rob because it pains me to do that, man. I I would He's love so this. damn talented. I know. I wish I know. he would say some things that made me feel. Here's so like we were joking. <laughs> we were joking about it in the beginning, where like about to go in. <laughs> No, but I mean, look, when tra- <laughs> the training camp preseason is all about hyperbole. It's all about, you know, you know, you did every everything's perfect and awesome. Everyone looks great and all of that stuff. And yeah. Rob Rob being asked about things, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm putting faith in my trainers." It's kind of like shoulder shrug. I don't know. We'll see what happens. The the interview with maybe 60 games, like none of that stuff. I want more exaggeration i feel the best right. i've ever felt my goal is to play 80 games even if we don't believe He's it getting that. Today's the i want ever i want talk. summer workout highlight reel stuff i just want him throwing right. down dung i want him yeah. yeah i want him going way too hard in in practice i want a clip of that that's the stuff i want yeah, yeah. But, I like so he has he has to start so he has to start in other words the quote yeah. i like from him today <laughs> is uh him talking about brown and tatum seeing him grow as much as they he's seen them grow like him putting himself in tandem there in a big three like i know some of you want to talk about uh him being involved in with tatum and brown he was looping himself right in with them and again i've never seen him so great talkative just glowing off the extension there. I'd never seen anything like this. That before. was actually a really like kind of uh, like an earnest moment, which is kind of like, I just, I've never seen money. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Me neither. He's, yeah. yeah. He's signed, but he's signing something. <laughs> that's like, saying, that. Let me see like that. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's 12 million. <laughs> here's, yeah. here's $50 million kid. And he's like, right. uh, so like, if I put my name on it, this is mine, you know, like, and that's his reaction, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. That is cool. So That's good for cool. him. I mean, he's probably you know, hearing from a lot of cousins. Yeah, Baton Rouge. Within, <laughs> yeah. within within months, it's going to be the biggest bargain in the NBA. That contract. Because and the thing about Rob, and he knows that with his age and with the, the type of contract he has, if he balls out, con- oh, yeah. the next big contract is going to be the big contract. the The Celtics with this one, this is a this was a team friendly deal. Uh, they they paid basically for it, potential. And he has the potential to be a really good center. I think he could be the next best center in the East beside, behind Embiid. And you think about it, it's not like there's a whole stack of yeah. bigs who are waiting to take that, that number two spot. He could be that good. He could be the second best center in the East. But easily. One week, one week at a time, though. One week at a time, though. <laughs> yeah, right. See? Well, he's not there yet. That's what, not one close, week. Though. He's got the potential to be there. Right. It was a win-win. It was a win-win deal, I think, for both sides. Rob gets it, that, pay, him, yeah. that paycheck, and a lot of it's yeah. based on promise. Clearly, 
And, you know, the Celtics get a guy that they believe has the potential to, in Sherrod's words, be the second best center in the, in the East. Yeah. Grant today. That's not, a, that's not a huge bar to clear if you think about it. I mean, other than Embiid. I mean, shit. Old. There's some, there's some, I mean, Bam murdered him in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Just, that's a hurdle right there to climb. I wouldn't just be so quick. What about Drummond? <laughs> Rob was like, Drummond's in the East now. I got I to gotta bulk up. I don't so think he's allowed. I don't think he can say Embiid's name after uh, that, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that start he had against him. No, but Grant today, Rob's one of the best bigs in the league. He'll show that this year. I think a lot of people are feeling like that coming in. You hear about a national. This goes back to I mean, from the beginning, though, that that training camp optimism. I mean, even the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> hey, it's our year. It's our year. We've been yeah, saying it for yeah. the last decade, and it's going to happen this year. But, the, yeah, I mean, I know, like, uh, you know, Bobby, you're saying – I, I know uh, – uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zach Lowe's well, been yeah. super bullish on him. Uh, Chris you know, uh, yeah, I think they just watch our show and they're like, these guys are onto something we need to hop on. Well, again, right. no one was talking about him last year. And now like the, the optimism there is just through the roof. I don't know. I, I don't internally. think it, I don't think no, it was again, no one. Did anyone on the Celtics last year say this guy could be one of the best bigs in the league? It was always kind of just burying him. Like he's got a they lot to learn. They wanted him to play. They had I no think idea. Yeah. play. A it's lot of them when they were like, yeah, we're, we're better when Rob's not. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I think in some cases it was almost like they didn't want to like subtweet Brad with their commentary and be like, yeah, this guy's really great. Like it, almost like if we played him, we'd be good. You know, like it was yeah. like. Let's get this going. I think they recognize it out there. The guy's friggin', he's breathtaking what he does, you know? Like, I mean, the stuff that he did last year, we've never seen anybody do that. It's really amazing. He's just got to keep it, to, you know? And again, we keep talking about keeping it together. He kept it together for the most part last year. We're just, we're so quick to look at his lapses. But for, you know, Bobby spoke to the confidence and he, you know, that stuff matters. Like, everything for him is slow the game down a little bit. Because uh, he, he has... Just not the athleticism. He has incredible sense for the game, the passing, the vision. He gets basketball. He's just got to slow himself down sometimes. Uh, and if he can do that, I not get caught know. up in the mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. don't worry. Don't don't jump out at people too aggressively. Stay on your feet. Sometimes you know, just defensive assignments where he needs to be. Just there's a few things, but he's if he does that and he's so close. Like we saw his shot last year too. His free throw stroke looks good. He knocked down quite a few 10, 12, 14 footers He's when, get better there. when he had he is to. Shaky at the line. Yeah. But if he that's that's there, it doesn't look like somebody who's like, wow, the ball's really big in my hand and I'm gonna shot put it towards the rim. He has a natural stroke Small. there. Small. Yeah. I think Small he I hand. yeah. Like I think he I, like a tennis ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, you know, I have the so same issue. that's the Rob stuff. What um, I know, we looked. We liked the look of Grant. We're not going to talk about Grant, but he did look. Phys- <laughs> he did look physically better. Anything else stand out to you guys Great in terms pictures. of vi- in terms of Tatum. visuals? You got a Tatum photo. <laughs> yeah, visuals. Visuals. Any observa- Wait, what'd you guys see? Any observations? Just just seeing them hanging around. No, we didn't. We didn't see much of that. No, but I mean, even at the table there, even like at you know. The table, I mean, the, the, I guess the, the the thing that I keep coming back to when I think about today is is the fact that. The Celtics have there's a to me there's a clear shift in focus from trying to develop young players and there's still some of that but there's more of a focus. I on, felt that let's too. Let's get guys who can play. 
Yeah, Let's just I mean, get guys who know how to play the damn game right now that we don't have to put in the stroller, to walk them around the block, show them what this thing no. called the NBA basketball is like. No, we got guys who can just <clears> literally <throat> throw on the sneakers and get head out in the gym and ball. That's where they're headed now. When I look at guys like Josh Richardson, I look at Al, I look at Ennis Cantor, they're, they've added guys who can play. Now, are these great players? Hell no. They're good players. And with, to me, if you can't have a great player, they're reliable players, you're a bunch of good players. That's what, that's what they have. You, the you got thing, guys, you got guys who you know who you're going to get. Uh, you know exactly from, what you're getting part, right in day right in and day out. Yeah. The yeah, other thing you know, I'll say is th- this feels like the beginning of a new season. Last season did not feel like the beginning of a new season. It felt like an extension yeah. of mm. the COVID season, it COVID like breakup a, season. Like a, like a sequel. It the felt fight like in it, the locker room just never ended. Honestly, <laughs> it, it just, just felt like one long-ass bad vibe type year, and you could just see. And when, when the way it ended, it just felt like not one person from Danny Ainge on down wanted to be there, wanted to be in that organization. I agree. I agree with that, a hundred percent, Jimmy. And, and now it's like they got their break, they got their time away. Where the hell they went? Good for them. Danny Ainge obviously isn't in his role. Brad Stevens is in a different role. And, you know, they've got a new coach. They've got players that are coming in with a little bit of a different attitude, it looks like. Um, I don't know what Ime is preaching, but hopefully it works. And, you know, you kind of have to go into the season. I feel like you're going in, like, with some positivity, which is nice because the way the season ended was, I mean, I, I don't want to live those, some of those days that we, that we had to live as, you know, Celtics fans or whoever you are watching because it was like you were almost a laughingstock of the league at, at, at points. Um, Who, me? Well, always you, but <laughs> but the fans, the team in general, just you didn't want to be. It didn't seem like Celtics yeah. basketball. Oh, that Atlanta game. Oh. That we it wanted to. It seemed like there were too many nights and too many stretches where they just didn't play as hard as they could. It, it seemed like mm. they were just kind of coasting a lot of nights. And if you're a 500 team and you're coasting, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You yeah, are, some of those games are down by but, like. But remember 20, those. I mean those those. We're used to seeing those guys play hard most nights. Even if they don't win, you, you always feel as though the effort was there to win. They may not have won on the scoreboard, but they won from a comp- from a competition standpoint. This team seems more built like that. Like, I don't see Josh Richardson or Marcus Smart or Al Horford allowing them to take too many nights off. Um, and yeah. Al is one of those guys. He's got the respect in that locker room where when Al speaks, folks going to listen. And they got some guys who got a little bit of nasty – pettiness in them that i love yeah. i'm a big fan yeah. of, of that. attitude I, the, the more i then dennis is perfect for this team right now yeah you know what with some of those other teams they've had the last couple of years but this year right now perfect addition to this team they need guys with that little chippy edgy brand and out you know al horford yeah. who i thought when he talked about dennis that was really telling because he said he was that was the one guy down. that he's really really eager to, to play with again he was like i picked up yeah. the phone and was like is this true he's coming yeah i mean I, I, al, when, when the season is over al likes to chill he, he likes to let everyone do what they do and let al horford do what al horford does which is just chill but he's picking up the phone he's trying to say hey Brad, i love how real? invested horford seems in this team I, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know he picked, for al too because... he picked up a phone this offseason super yeah. invested yeah i mean al, al... <laughs> well, i think 
Well, again, he couldn't get out of here fast enough last time. Now he's like, oh, thank no, God. No, I know, I know. I, you know, well, I think he was I talking about Philadelphia <laughs> like it was hell. Yeah. But I think I think one of the one of the most common themes yeah, that we that. that we saw from all the returning players though is that they're all excited for change. They're all excited for something new, a new system. I mean. I feel like Jalen Brown didn't want to get too 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 into it, but he was just like, you know, something about coach. He kind of uh, called out Brad. He 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 got questioned about uh, Ime being a hard coach, and he goes, "Well, you know, Brad wasn't a hard coach." He kind of like yeah. laughed it off, like being like, "Look, I'm not trying to diss Brad right now, but let's face it, he didn't get in our faces. He didn't. He's maybe not we need more hard. of that. Right? I'm that's gonna, the thing. I'm, I'm I'm encouraging that. I'm ready for that. And that's so that, that was, was a, such that a was good a quote. huge. That was a great message to hear from someone like Jalen Brown. Obviously, you know he's I'm I'm all I'm I'm in I'm I'm buying into Eme. You know, well it's I, it's I, top one down of my, there. One of my biggest complaints, you know, all season was like, when has Jalen or or Tatum even has said, look, we believe in Brad. You know, we we you know things are down yeah, right now, but we 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 trust that Brad's going to bring us back up. It never happened. So yeah, it's yeah. good to see that right now. That's something Jimmy talked about. I talked about it. You didn't hear that with Brad. And that was a problem because you did. You used to hear it. But did this stuff hear, is you you this stuff is important. <laughs> this stuff's important because of the trickle down. You like used, if the, if the stars it. can't be coached Evan, hard, no one can be coached hard. So yeah. now these guys are on record. You got you didn't like the way things were. You, you didn't give uh, an A plus effort uh, or it just didn't work out for you. You got the guy, you had your input. Now you're on the record for saying, I'm going to play for this guy. You're also right. on the record for saying, I'm going to let this guy push me. I right. hope they recognize that they need it. It's one thing. Nobody likes somebody on your ass on your, all day, but you might recognize that you need that thing. Right. You know, you don't like it when it's happening, but it's important. You know, like, uh, you know, I, I definitely needed a kick in the butt yeah, there. Right. And I hope sure. it's sincere in their case, which is kind of like, yeah, I sometimes I probably do need a kick in the ass and I and I and I am ready to work hard. That would make a huge difference because that's why we gave them such grief last year. We're like, you guys got a lead, man. Everyone's gonna follow <laughs> yeah. you. If you're right, right. if you're sulking, yeah. if you're whatever, it's not gonna work. It doesn't work yeah, without, many, without how, these guys. Yeah. How many times did we say it though? Like, do they even like Brad anymore? <laughs> like, right. We were really we were trying to we were scratching our heads by the end of the season, saying, How is this gonna work heading into the postseason? Imagine, you know, say, you already felt sort of that disconnect, you know, weeks before the, the, the playoffs started. Yeah, there was just – eventually there was a disconnect there where, I mean, Brad Stevens, obviously a smart X's and O's coach, but couldn't get through to the guys uh, the way sometimes they need to get through to. You know, there's a, there's X's and O's coaches, players and coaches. There's guys who are going to, you know, let the players figure it out on their own, and there's guys who are going to be a little bit more in your face. So maybe Ime Udoka is a little bit – I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll find out this, his style, I guess, the more we see him on the sidelines. But it sounds like early on that, you know, he's going to be – you know, kind of up, up in their grill a little bit, you know, not going to be scared to call them out, not going to be scared to push them a little bit and make them, you know, make them work together. You know, if it's everyone versus the coach in a good way, then that, that's fine. You know, like let him be the bad guy, you know, don't put the players against each other. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, and I'm glad we brought up Jalen Brown because we haven't really mentioned him at all. And, and was there anything about his? Meeting? We always, we always not mention. I know. <laughs> I, and I know it's probably people being like, "Can't believe you guys are another the show without mentioning Jalen Brown." After the games, yeah. It's our number one, the number one complaint from fans yeah. last year. The most one is, yeah. "You guys don't even talk about Jalen Brown ever." You know. <laughs> yeah. But my question was, is the wrist something that should be, con con should we continue to look at that, or is he kind of close to being ready to go, or? He kind of talked out of both sides of his mouth on it I today, know. right? That's the weird thing. Yeah. It was like it bothers me here and there, but even on the bad days, it's still great. I'm great. Everything's great, you know. So right. well, well, then he talked about his knee too. And, oh. 
Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think it's probably yeah. He brought he brought up his he brought up the uh, how it was affecting his speed a bit. You know, his knee. He had everything. Nagging knee injury. I thought that was interesting that he brought that up. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be much more concerned about a knee than I would a wrist. I mean, a wrist will make a full recovery, and I should I don't see any issues there. A knee, those things can, you know, we can just talk about Kemba Walker, whoever you want to talk about. I mean, there's tons of players who the knees are kind of hurt them uh, in the long run over the course of a career. So hopefully that's nothing crazy. But if he's ready to go, like, wrist-wise, then, I mean... That's a good point, That's Jimmy. obviously great news. Yeah, his durability is going to be a major barometer for the team this year. If he's, like, 60 games or something like that, they're going to be in rough shape just because of the depth of top-end scoring talent here. And the last few years, you do look at it, he kind of has been accumulating the bumps and bruises, just different parts of his body, like listing them off today the way he was. It was like he was banged up head to toe last year. Forget the wrist. It was just kind of the final straw, it seems like. Um, durability is going to be a huge issue for this team again this year. They're deeper, but they can't afford to lose those key parts. Like losing Smart even this year, I think, would be a huge deal just because of how much depth they have at the point guard spot in particular in terms of you know great passers and facilitators. Uh, Brown, Smart, Rob, those guys really need to stay healthy this year, even though I feel like they have a lot of good depth talent here. And now for that matter, too. you know He hasn't played a lot of games the last couple of years. He's had the knee stuff that Jimmy's talked about. So... Yeah, health's going to be critical yeah. this year. And then the COVID stuff, of course, too. They got ravaged by that last year. It seems like it could be an issue again this year, maybe. So, you know, games played might be the deciding factor in how far this team goes for the key players. I'm just... Uh, Indeed. I, I'm... I'm thinking more about what John was saying about... Um, Jalen and just all the different bumps and bruises that he's just rattling off. And that's the one position, the wing position where they are kind of shallow. I mean, it's, I mean, you got Tatum, you got Brown, you got Neesmith and you got Romeo. That's pretty much it. Who, who, who was that last guy? <laughs> no, Romeo. Well, Romeo you, was scratching. I, I still he was scratching got my his head Romeo today. stock, and I'm not. I'm not selling. Okay, yeah, you had no I choice. Know, you Sherrod, can't sell that now. Sherrod, Sherrod. I Romeo sold. My, there, Sherrod like, has all of mine. <laughs> exactly. I got it all. <laughs> right. You, you, you ever see anyone? Wait, Sherrod. Anybody? I mean, John. You anyone? sold your Romeo stock. You guys covered a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, uh, like Jim, Jimmy. I know you have. Yeah. You walk around on media day and there's like the backup long snapper and, oh, yeah. no one will, and, and everyone's walking around and he's just sitting there like, no one's inter- going to interview me. How there's like 8,000. Here I come. That was Romeo today. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. That's right. Somebody. They had the, they had the stream going. It was um, uh, the two Celtics.com reporters there. Uh, and, they, they had questions flowing in on Twitter all day. Marcus, everybody, we love you, this and that, all these questions for everybody. They asked uh, Romeo a couple questions, and they're like, all right, let's go to Twitter. And they're like, uh, there's no Twitter questions. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did uh, that on the no. air. <laughs> That's too bad. Oh, oh that was bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you ask them? You know, I mean, you got to you got to. Pl- you gotta play. You gotta get on your. You gotta get on the court. That that should be Romeo's goal this year. I forgot Get on the about damn that. court. Yeah, I mean it's a tough it's spot not because you don't. Getting on the court. The problem is staying on the court. Staying healthy. Well, you stay on the court. Yeah, but you can't get on the court. That's the thing. With, you can't with, get with all then the you action in the court. With all the action that happened during the off season, I, I can see why he's scratching the head of it. He's like Richardson, Schroeder. Uh, where right. am I gonna play here, guys? You know, am I? Do I have a shot to even crack this rotation? I mean, 
we'll, we'll see. Obviously, we'll have to see yeah. how, how much, you know, how much heart he's going to bring into this training camp. And, and we'll see what else. When, when when things are divvied up and the lineups are figured out, we'll see where he fits in this rotation. But I, goes, I don't see it happening. I don't I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait. Well, it goes back to health. Outside looking in at first, it goes back to health. Like Bobby just and Sherrod just talked about. Like they're thin, you know, with all the bumps and bruises, COVID, this, that, and the other thing. Right. He might but find like, himself in the like, end of the rotation on yeah. certain nights just by default. Look, I, I can see it starting like that. Like Sherrod just said, if it starts like that, I can see that happening. But he's gonna have to really he's gonna have to really fight. We kicked around uh, Jay King's rotation preview there. No minutes for Grant, no minutes for Romeo. That's kind of where it stands, you know, matchup dependent. They yeah. got a lot of centers. Grant talked about that today. They got a lot of wings in front of Romeo. Again, I agree with Sherrod that they don't have great quality depth at wing, but, uh, you know, they got Neesmith. They got some of these other guys that are in front of them for now, Richardson. So those two guys are on the bench to start the year. And, again, Brad and Eme talked about that this year. This team need to get older. They need to get more reliable, like we just said. And so that means these younger guys, the minutes just aren't going to be there. They talked about Maine right. for some of these guys. You know, Romeo, uh, Grant, even Pritchard. You could see some Maine stints oh, for these guys if there see. aren't a lot. Yeah. You will see the young boys. And thank the Lord, no first-round pick this year. Wait, no, what do you think, Sherrod? What are we going to see? We're going to see them in Maine. We're going to see a number yeah, of those right. guys in Maine this year. Sherrod's like, like he, he's gonna they're gonna be player of the month, player of the week. I'll he's tell gonna you, be they're gonna have the best this is gonna be the best G League team in G League history. I'm already putting uh I'm betting uh main main red Claw future. They'll have like two or three G League all stars. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be stacked. Gonna be Jimmy, stacked, we're man. taking a where road does trip. Romeo where does <laughs> yeah. Romeo play? Where, where does Romeo play more games? Maine or Boston? I'm gonna go Ooh. Boston. Yeah, the, you know there'll be injuries and stuff. These guys will here eventually. It'll be more. He's going down. It is. It is stunning. It is stunning how far out of everything he's fallen. When when we were talking about summer league, it was like, let's see what he's got. And now you've got people writing articles about like the rotations of the team, and Romeo's down for zero minutes. Yeah. Like no, not a person here even mentioned him in passing on on media day as a young guy and someone they expect. He is back of the bench filler right now i think he is so far out of rotation considerations he's so fast them i think he's but beyond that i think he could log like i mean if he is on the roster every single night i think he could log like 40 dnpcds this year he's that far back which will he have more of games played or dnpcds Right. That's what I mean. If you combine DNP CDs and main, I'm going to take those over games played this year. That's well, how far, that's how far down he's fallen. I'm going to say D that DNP. Garbage, garbage time doesn't count. All right, DNP CD means he's healthy though. So that's right. why I'm not sure it's a DNP CD. It <laughs> right, might just right, right. be a DNP, like pick a spot no, I mean, on it's the body. A, the it's still very Neesmith dependent. Is Neesmith going to run away with minutes here and become a reliable bench wing? Or is he going to still struggle on defense and positioning and all those things? Because we talked about over the summer. The four for Romeo Uh, still is that defensive. The four for Romeo is still that defensive reliability. If Neesmith's struggling and inconsistent, they'll they'll look toward Romeo because they know what he's going to bring on that end. He's reliable on that end. And, you know, he can knock down a three now, it looks like. But if he doesn't answer that phone, Bobby, you know, he may, if I had to guess, I don't think he's going to be as patient as maybe Brad. I agree. I don't think he can come in there. He'll just just round out that rotation. So, you know, less players and say, figure it out guys, you know? Yeah. Is he coming in there with a, with a, with a, you know, DGAF game, you know, where he just kind of floats around for a little bit and you think he gets back out there again? I don't think so. Um, 
you know, no, so too many veterans. Very, and again, very, very short leash. we said this coming in the off season, it get older. I said, get rid of the first round picks enough of that. And they got rid of this year's. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that this team's gonna. Be I want them. I just want different season. ones. Yeah. Well, there's no minutes I for them. You're ones. seeing it now. I want good there's ones. No minutes for these guys. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick pause. We want to let everybody know again about our sponsor here, Legends Brand. Everyone, who's rocking it right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I got the right. on. Mine's right here. It was it was a little stuffy in here, so I didn't want to put it on. But I want to. Josue got the new color. It's comfortable. Josue got the new color. I think. I got the newest one. We don't have those. I like this. I like this one. Yeah. Man, why do you get the new? You don't have this one, Josue. I thought I thought Jimmy. I thought you had this one. No, no I got the black one. Have. I like Josue is one of the ambassadors. He really like you. You got that list, uh, John. It's like Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah, Marcus Here it is. Morris, yeah. It's Steve Josue. Nash, Baker Steve Mayfield, Nash. Matt Bars, Willie McGinnis, Josue Pavone, right there. <laughs> fine, fine print fifth. at the at the bottom. That's me. Man. He's fifth on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let, let, let's go through it, okay? The Garden Report is sponsored by Legends Brand, okay? Athlete-owned yes. apparel brand, uh, popping up everywhere. We mentioned some people: Nash, Barnes, Mayfield, uh, Willie McGinnis, Marcus Morris, Josue Pavone. They all swear by it. <laughs> Uh, yep. So visit legends.com today and use the code GARDEN20 to save up to 20% on your first order. We are now approaching, I, we have a little over a week, 10 days to go uh, for you to take uh, advantage of this. So please do. It helps us if you support our sponsors. Uh, we can pump out more content for you. We love to do it. So please uh, do so. Again, premium athletic apparel built for the modern athlete and Josue Pavone. Uh, right. Legends, <laughs> yep. So you gotta, if you guys, don't, if you guys gotta, don't do it, if you don't do it, then I, I can't wear it anymore. So come yeah, on. Yeah, legends.com. Right, he going. can't go back to Hawaii. Jimmy likes giving promo <laughs> yeah, <right>. codes. <laughs> yeah, the promo pro code Garden20. No. percent off. Garden. Oh, Garden. Garden kid. Garden 20 kid. Garden 20 Check out their Instagram, too. They actually have a really good Instagram account. They got a lot of. Garden 20 mush. How, put a lot how of, do you, uh, how do you crush. How do you crush 20 in the Boston accident? 20. 20. <laughs> I can't even do it. 20. God, it's funny. 20. 20. It's, just... tw it's 20. 20. It's 20 kid. Tw 20 kid. Yeah, there's no, no R's. No, 20. 20. 20. That's, that's a thick Boston accent. <laughs> 20. I can't even do it. Okay. Yeah. So 20. go get go get some, guys. Thank you. I'm just you. scrolling through their uh, gram. They got, they got a lot of good content. Like, get some... But they let you know like new products and such. Yeah. Yeah. So we like it. So um, other Celtics media day observations. Again, um, one thing we didn't, we talked about briefly. I think it's worth hitting on. This is something we talked about uh, at the beginning when we were kind of going through some offseason questions. And and when, when Marcus signed the extension, it was the sunny side of Marcus was like, what if in this year as a point guard without any – question what his role is um that he shows us something he's never shown us because i think at best marcus stayed about flat last year if anything i think he took a step back because his defense wasn't as elite as it has been most of his other metrics were close and yes he led the team in assists but the question is can he be an elite playmaker or someone who can handle the offense when it's when it's his show he was exceedingly confident when asked about this today. I'm uh, almost to the point of like, yeah, no problem. I got this. Finally, it's easy, easy, easy. Yeah. You know, which I, again, uh, Sherrod well, likes. Pet, Sherrod likes petty. Sherrod likes people with attitude. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like people with confidence up to here. So I like this. But right. what do you guys? What do you guys think? 
Honestly, I think I think clearly you you, you hit a nerve because that's sort of been the question mark <laughs> his yeah. entire career, right? Yeah. When he first first came in to Boston, what right? is when he? he was first drafted. No, it wasn't what is he. It was you're supposed to be the replacement for Rondo, right? Until we can find a way to trade Rondo, you're going to be that point guard. And then we found out less than a year, you know, into the into his career that he wasn't going to be the, the designated point guard. He was never offered that role again. It was never in the question because it came in these elite score first point guards. And of course, there was no question as to who's going to start over, you know, Kyrie Irving. And of course, what happened with Isaiah Thomas and then later on, it was Kemba Walker. So this is his chance that he's been waiting for. So I say give him the keys. I mean, we've been talking about this for the last couple of months, for the last few months. I mean, he's talking the talk. He's going to back it up. I mean, that's what Marcus has done in the past, you know. So I, I don't see why everyone is so surprised. I mean, this is Marcus. This is his personality. This is who he is. This is why you love him. I, I don't see why people are surprised. I don't need him. And the Celtics, to be honest with you, they don't need him to be an elite point guard. They need him to be solid. They need him to be an elite defender who can be a playmaker, who can shoot when he's open. And obviously, he's not going to be a 50-40-90 guy. That's not who he is. But Marcus has the ability to make open shots. As long as that is a secondary thing that's part of his game. His primary responsibility is to make sure Tatum and Brown are getting the shots in rhythm, getting them the ball where they can go to work, being a floor leader. That's what his job has to be. I don't need Marcus Smart to go out there and give me 10, 11, 12 assists. You don't need him to be that type of point guard because I don't think that's who he is. What he is is a leader, and a leader can orchestrate and and create all the things that you need offensively to be a smooth running machine. You already got the engine. You just got to get to, 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 you know, my my guy, my guy, Tommy Heinsohn, love you, bro. Just drive, baby. Run, baby. Just (laughs) run, baby. Run. Right. We'll be fine. I mean, that's another thing, too. You know, people, yeah, they're expecting to. Sorry, go ahead, Bobby. I'll get in with. Well, I was going to say, I was was just kind of, when I did like a deep dive on his passing and his stats and just the splits this year or or over the years with him at point guard, it's, it's it's exceedingly good. You know, the percentage of shots that guys are making off of his uh, passes. Tatum and Brown did great in that regard last year. And again, I thought for the most part last year, they were at their best when he was out there. He missed that long stretch with the injury. He came back, took him a little while to get his feet under him. I almost, the more and more I think about it, it could, we could start to be seeing a slow decline of him just because of the physicality of his game. But I do think last year was an anomaly with him. Like, I think he's going to be back to that defensive stature we're used to with him. I think he's going to be so comfortable out there just focusing on passing. And, you know, John, you've said this. He kind of gives the game what it needs. If he's on the wing, he's going to be shooting a lot sure. for spacing. He might need to do that this year. In some games, just because of how thin no, they are. No, in terms no, of no, shooting. no, 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 no. Once we get wow, into that, you get into that huge thing. problems. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, that's yeah. the no. that's my well, one. That's the biggest the problem with him is well, I don't the... want it. I don't want him okay. to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, John. But here's the reason why I'm saying no, 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 no. I'm saying that because now there's other weapons now, right? There's Richardson, there's Schroeder, there's Al Horford, someone that can really yes, open things up in the pick and roll set. I mean, the shooting, the, there's opportunities Neesmith. for those guys. There's opportunities for those guys. The, the Richardsons and the Horfords, the guys who, who flirted with the 40% plateau, you know, guys that weren't there last year. And yeah. I think that's a lot of the reason why Marcus took it upon himself to take on those shots, to take on those cringeworthy attempts that made Celtics fans, you know, we, upset with him. I don't think that's going to be the case this year because now he has, he's, he's, he's got a supporting cast now and he, and, and the, the, the roles are defined. You know, he's not in funny, there on a temporary his, basis. His threes he's a bother me. time starting point guard now. 
his threes bother me less than his twos. Uh, I don't like when he initiates the action. Marcus Smart should not be trying to create his own shot. He should be taking open shots. I don't care what clip he hits them at. The ball rotates over to you behind the arc and you have a good look. You're supposed to take that. That's just how it works. He's a good enough shooter to take those. What you don't want is him starting to go to the basket, you know, doing different things like that and trying to create his shot shooting off the dribble. No, don't do that. That's that should not be the thing. You that's all we've ever asked of him is take the shots that are there, but no, no more. You should not be John, looking for your offense. You didn't like those shots sometimes, though. You were like, no, keep swinging it. I don't want you taking those shots. Yeah, I mean, late game, I hate it. Late game, I hate it. But do we, we said in the first half, that's what that's for. You pass, 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 pass. Look, how many first half of the games the Celtics whipping the ball around the perimeter? It's that's that's predicated on everybody being able to take and sometimes make those open shots, or else what's the point of moving the yeah. ball? But it stagnates in the second half, and you start to play ISO ball and hero ball when you need buckets, and you certainly don't want Marcus taking those shots down the stretch. I, I'll stand by that. Well, the assist is decided by the main basket, too. And I think that was such a huge problem last year is that reliability factor we were talking about in the last segment there. There would be some great flashy passing out of the hands of Smart Tatum last year. They'd get to their spots. And who'd be in the corner? It'd be Semi, it'd be Grant, be some of these guys who were just extremely unreliable when it came to sample size of shooting threes there. Um, I think they're going to have some better... Uh, guys more equipped to be reliable in those spots. Maybe not great right. shooters, but reliable guys like Horford, Richardson. I'd rather have Richardson taking threes than Semi. Um, and then, you know, once you get in your Pritchards and Nismas, hopefully, that's some really good pure shooting off the bench there. So I think that's going to be a yeah. big thing. But Smart's passing stats last year were pretty good. He had his highest assist per game, his highest assist percentage ever. Uh, he was making or he was attempting more free throws per game, more drives per game ever than his he career. Have turnovers? The turnovers aren't that high with him. You know, they ran line with Kemba, who was pretty good in controlling the game, like two a game. And, you know, he was he didn't have the ball in his hands a ton. So maybe that ticks up with more ball time. It probably does. But Smart's not a crazy turnover guy to me. I think he's a really good ball handler. I don't think he's an really erratic guy. He's not a crazy yeah, turnover I, I, guy. I, he's not a crazy turnover guy like game in and game out. Game out. But there are some head-scratching decisions that he can make out there sometimes when he's trying to do too much. And whether that means he's taking nine three-pointers or, or higher. Well, don't um, you when, think a more defined role is going to help that, Jimmy? Or if he's driving to the hoop and all of a sudden finds himself in the air and now he needs to, you know, try to throw it away to somebody who's in the area or whatever. So those are the things that I'll be keeping an eye out for. Like, if he's going to be a more traditional point guard, maybe he won't find himself in those types of positions. But if he's going to get the ball transition and, you know, bomb down the court and then try to try to either do it himself or you know bail himself out once his feet leave the ground like those are the things that i'm not saying it happened a lot last year but i can remember instances where i'd be like you know like this guy needs to somebody needs to slow this guy down a little bit because he's trying to do and yeah maybe the celtics needed a spark of some sort because they weren't getting it from a tatum or whoever on that given night but if he is going to truly take on a more traditional point guard role then you want to see him play with a little bit more in my opinion control my biggest concern for him at the point guard spot is how bad of a finisher he is. I do think you have to really be able to initiate drives and finish them to create in this league. But I he's know. kind of around that. He kind of had like yeah, I'm shocked at how many points he creates driving because he just he doesn't finish. He's like 38 percent at the rim. It's so bad around the rim. 
It's, yeah. it's his favorite. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Of. That's kind of what I mean when he drives to the hoop and then those are the erratic, erratic plays, moves. Yeah. Right, because he does. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, you know, your face is lit up. He's like, he's so terrible around the rim. Like, I tell Dude, him, that's no. what kills me. Is like because he's so bad around the rim when he goes. You, like we we were railing about this last year. It's like it always that's ends badly. Why are you doing it? Don't go. Right. We thought he'd be able to do that more coming out of college. He can't. He's not you know good. He's, he's not at? good at it. And this is what I'm interested <laughs> to see. Um, do they post him up more? Throwing is this a team lo- that's willing to, you know, attack mismatches. You talked about shooting mid ranges, John. Just like things Brad was so under. I like him do. in the post. I also yeah. think he's going to get. We're talking. He's not going to be an eight ten assist guy. He's got three three to four alley oops to rob per game. If those yeah. guys are on the floor for twenty plus His minutes, are going to explode because they're the only yeah. guys. They're the guys who do that. And and you're right. It would be better if he could finish a little bit because you do need a little drive and kick, which is something they didn't do at all as a team last year. Get into mm-hmm. the paint yeah. and work work their way inside out. And I yeah. don't know that he's the best guy to do that and so you'd like to see that element to his game as well because he's not really a threat to score well, when he drives yeah yeah him him posting up is interesting he sort of he does kind of carry that mark jackson like you know he's so good at that body in terms in terms of like when it when they when they really need a bucket we've seen him do that and sometimes he gets to the free throw line sometimes he finishes strong so yeah, and most guards in this league, he has a size advantage on. Mark Jackson. That's something yeah. we may have talked about with attacking mismatches this year. Can Horford body some of those smaller fours? Like, I am so intrigued stylistically, Sherrod. And, again, you've gotten to know, like, e teams over the years more than most of us, I think. Um, you know, Spurs teams. Like, how stylistically different do you think this team's going to be than Brad? Because, again, I didn't get a good feel for that again today. Like, I don't know if this is going to be Brad's system. Same thing. Not too many differences you notice. Are they going to be shooting more mid-rangers? Are they going to be posting up, doing some things that Brad would never think of doing? I would believe that he's going to have a different imprint on his team and, and have a different look and feel about him. I mean, to me, the, the first thing that I come back to when I think about this team is Tatum and Brown both acknowledging how they want to be coached hard and how that's going to have a trickle-down effect on everything. That's going to make the young guys play with a little bit more of an edge. That's going to make the guys who are already playing with an edge foam at the mouth even more because they got more dogs who are playing with an edge, and they got a coach who is probably getting in just – Accountability. That's right. Yes, accountability. That's right. right. I was going to say something else, but but you know I, I love sponsors. The sponsors love us. Yeah, you um, you were going to say something reckless. I was. I absolutely was. But but the, but the point is, they they have a I think a coach who I think is a little bit more aligned with where they are now. Like I don't think Eme would have worked, let's say four or five six years ago here, where I think where the, their core guys are now, where the new guys they're bringing in are at. I think he is ideal for what they need based upon the places he's been he's been on a team that had really good well maybe one or maybe one or two great players but a lot of good players in san antonio that's kind of what the celtics have right now you've got tatum and brown and then after that you've got some good players but you really don't have great ones he has been in a culture with that type of roster and has been able to be part of a successful culture in that regard so uh I think he's going to be fine. I mean, I think he's going to be fine. Are they going to win 50 games? No, I don't think so. But they are going to be a competitive team. They're going to force teams Mm. to play. Because if you show up thinking you're just going to walk over them and kick their ass, you are in for a surprise. They're They're not that team this year. 
that's and what that's, we hope because they were so freaking easy to play against last year, were. you know? And that's what it comes down to is you're, the Celtics teams are supposed to be hard to play against. It's supposed to be a real struggle. So that's the other thing we have to talk about this year is the win total and like the. Yeah, I was going to say, Sherrod. You're topping them out at what, uh, plus eight? Compared to last season, they're gonna win eight eight more games this year or less than they eight gotta push that? fifty to be competing in the East next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I see them. I see them pushing something in the mid forties, mid to high forties. I don't see fifty though. I can't. I I don't. Hmm. I, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, think that four spot's really gonna require fifty-ish wins this year. You know, I think I mean, Milwaukee, yeah. Brooklyn, those teams are that good. Um, Philly's kind of that big question mark. Like, are they a shoe in as fifty? Probably not. So maybe they fall off, and that's wins that the Celtics can pick Miami. up. Miami, but uh, you know Miami's a huge wild card. Indiana's better. Um, the Knicks look good. Oh, ESPN Ox- had them at ESPN had the Celtics at six over, over under. What do you think? Six again. Wins. If if, if uh, they have six, Shiraz, six seed, six seed, six if seed. They have, I'll, go, I'll go over. I'll go. I got them at five. Yeah, fifth, maybe fourth. They're fine for that fourth spot. I don't. I don't know if they get it though. Again, just the way I see the East this year, you're going to need 50-ish for four. Um, you know, Sherrod's total there is probably more five or six. A mid-40s yeah. team, that's going to be five or six, maybe seven in the East. Yeah. Now, as long as I they mean, have that they playing do, range. If they do win more than 50, I'm 51, 52. I couldn't see this team winning more than that, but yeah. I wasn't even sure they were a playoff team until they got Schroeder. Jimmy. Yeah. Until so Schroeder, I was right? not just yeah. going to shoot them up halfway, yeah. halfway up the did. playoff list just because they got Schroeder. For me. Yeah, so but me like too. to me, like six seven, like Schroeder that's kind of where I'm deal. at. Yeah. I can't six, wait seven, to see what Hopefully they can be. Like. A, hopefully, they, hopefully they can be a tough out. But you know, you got a first year coach. You got a lot of new players that you have roles that are pretty undefined, and you know, there's a lot of question marks going into the season. So, do they have more talent than they had last year overall? Yeah, but they still have a hell of a lot. Are we more. sure? I think they do. I think they have more talent. I'm not being a, I'm not being difficult. It's yeah, like I, I yeah. No, I am sure. I think I the sure. trade-off in depth, John's bigger than what. We love you. Lost Fournier Kemba and Kemba, and you replace him with. Oh, Richardson you love Fournier. You lost Kemba. No, you were, we're not you weren't really this. getting much from Stop. Kemba. Though. I know, but I mean, I do, I cannot look at this team and say definitively you have more talent. That's I think if here. the team if the team has more talent, it's in the gains the people that the players right, they already right, had right, made, right. but yeah. that does not yeah. mean oh, they are more talent. They're not a more talented group. The players might get better. And, I think but you're I think, expecting like all the players to be trending in the right direction. Right. I mean, but that would have been the same with the cast you had last year too. Yeah, I know, but, oh, yeah, but you're not, year, but you're not, you're not relying year. on someone like Romeo as much though. Right. You, you, right okay. Yeah. That Lee Smith is sort of that one guy where you're okay. You, you would ideally, Say this team needs him to be in this. I think you're not going to be another. relying on Grant as much. You're not going to be. But you're not Romeo. exactly. You're not relying on the like, Grant. You're not or relying or on Semi. Bobby, Bobby is relying on Grant. Bobby's relying or, on. Grant. Or even, or even Pritchard. I mean, I can see Pritchard taking <laughs> a step up, taking a step forward. But you're not relying on Pritchard to be one of Grant, your guys. Uh, off the Pritchard's going to have a better year though, and you know what? Like he's going right, to be a guy. But, that's but my point, right? But my point is, with someone like Schroeder, you're not. Yeah, he's not under a microscope as much. I sold my Romeo stock and I bought low on Grant. Okay, Ooh. that's it. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I I bought low on Grant. Much. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a role for him on this team. A, a, there's a, certainly a role for this team if Horford starts because you're going to need somebody like him in that second unit. Otherwise, it's Ennis and you know and hold your breath, you know, for for five five six there's minutes some, and hope uh, you you know. 
There's some it, interesting you, battles. Which way that eleven to two run goes yeah. when Ennis is in the game? You know, you never know. No, in that in that Cantor Grant, <laughs> Parker, that plus minus, you never know. It can swing so. It's such a volatile swing. Ennis yeah. either is a plus ten or a minus ten in four minutes almost every time he's out there. So no, you hope to play yeah. even, you know, in his minutes. And, and when you when you get that plus ten, you're like, you didn't see it coming at all. For yeah. People, okay. All right. For, pe- for people who care, there's an interesting battle there between like Wancho Grant. Ennis and um, you know Parker, like some of those guys are just Parker's not gonna be Romeo's. Romeo's in that group too, but yeah, Parker. The interesting one for me is um, Garrison Matthews coming through. Like that's a guy who could maybe steal that 15 spot from Parker just because of how good of a shooter he is. I like that signing a lot. Um, and if he stays on a two-way deal, which I can't see, I think he's an NBA player. Uh, that'd be a huge heist for the Celtics getting him in there on that deal. Okay. We'll keep we'll we'll keep uh we'll have you track that battle for everybody on the show. That last roster spot battle between the bigs and yeah, Jimmy, um, you guys, know he's gonna he's, he's gonna come with it regardless. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. Um, guys, any closing thoughts here? We've uh, we've been going for a bit. We're gonna wrap it. Bobby looks no, like he's thinking like about it. something or looking at something. He's reading something. He's, he's very he's focused. Yeah, he's very focused. Al Horford get that uh that you know six man of the year award. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, uh, Rob will get the award because Rob's gonna be coming off the bench. That's right. Starting. That's right. Well, they uh when's Luke our first will be in a rotation in some way, shape, or form. When's our first preseason <laughs> game? Monday. Next Monday. Okay, so we'll we're back playing. Monday. We're back sooner if we need to be, um, but we're, we're back Monday for sure. We're going to have more coverage on our um, all of our you know uh, platforms, Celtics YouTube channel, clnsmedia.com. So make sure you're uh, checking us out over there. Um, Sherrod's got stuff coming on Bleacher Report and various other outlets, of course. Oh, yeah. We've got our absolute fleet of podcasts, including Causeway Street with Josue Pavone, Dome Theory with Bobby Manning, the A-List podcast with Ashrod Blakely to go along with Winning Plays, Celtics Beat, Goodman and Ryan. Oh, and, one of them. Yeah. We, we're, one, we're of those podcasts, one of those podcasts going on the road, right? The the, uh, the greatest bar, I believe it is. Not sure that's throwing a party. Garden. Come on, what? guys. You know you know the vibes. Greatest bar. Look at, look at Sherrod trying to change the camera up. He's like, wait, no, I'm not going to. Sherrod's going to be there. Who's gonna who's going to the Grace Bar? Shred's throwing a party. Gonna, it's going to be the A-list podcast and a Horford hosting. It's going to be quite the time, guys. So come That's on down. Mine didn't get my yeah. invite yet. That's weird. Mean great. Yeah, it's it, it's in there with all. It's in there with all, with, with your next batch of Legends gear. You need, um, a, you need a guest host, Shred. <laughs> you if you need a guest host. You let me know, dude. Yeah, come uh, through. Okay, we're we'll gonna it. Anna, Anna's <laughs> we gonna be in town. Anna Horp is going to be in town. It's going to be a good time. All when right, is real... it? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. this Saturday. This Saturday. Real... And it's not – It's not. oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I'm just all – I'm no, no, stopping no, no, no. all over uh, you right do, now. Do it, do it, do it, do it. It's from 3 to 6. So, if you got plans Saturday night, don't worry about it. This is something you can, you know, do a little pregame okay, to. Okay, okay. Right, in, right into your Saturday night plans. Well, college football in the background, maybe? You're going to have Jimmy playing guitar? Yeah, you need hey. some live music? Yeah. Jimmy, okay. come through. Okay. First right. round's on me. Okay. We'll see what we can do. Um, uh, your people talk to my people. 
I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you. We'll get this booked. I got you, bro. Uh, legends.com. Use the code GARDEN20. Save 20% on your first order. That's our sponsor, uh, and we're sticking to it. So make sure, again, support our sponsors. Helps us yeah. turn out the content, which we like doing. Bobby is invited. Someone wonders why Bobby hasn't been told. Uh, nobody invites the boomer <laughs> boss. That's fine. I get yeah. that. But Bobby's definitely invited. John, John got the flyer, and that was it. Yeah, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Of course you're invited, John. Come come on down. No, no, no. I'm old. I even even yeah. six o'clock is too late for me. Um <laughs> what about John's, gonna, John, John's gonna show up unannounced. He's gonna be chilling in the corner, just you know, yeah, taking it all. Me on the third floor, just watching from above. Just doing my thing. <laughs> um, so we are back next week uh for our first post game show, ready or not. It's it's happening. Uh so we get to see some stuff in action oh, and obviously some oh, questions answered. We're psyched because I'm 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 sick of the Patriots after three weeks already, so I can't wait for some basketball. Ooh. Oh, I'm actually so excited. I'm excited for Patriots talk this week. Oh, my guy's coming back to town. Prediction, yeah, real he quick. Is. Yeah, he is. Forty-nine to ten. I'm more interested Five. in the Celtics' first preseason game than I am this Patriots game. Oh, I can't so come wait to the, for this Patriots. So come to the greatest wow, bar. You know? it's, gonna and- be the, it's gonna be the night before the game. You can just relax and not think about it for a little bit. You know, it's gonna be the John and Bob podcast this week. I'm definitely gonna be out on Sunday for the game, cheering my bucks on. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So zero, zero, be, zero yeah. chance we'll get a we'll get an upset, huh, Jimmy? No. I can't believe. I think there's a chance. Zero point zero. I already I've already placed in bets on the bucks. The, the line's six and a half or something or six. I think yeah. that's it's seven and a half. Low. Look, it's, it's a big. You don't. It, you don't it trust started at four and a half and went up, 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 up. Yeah, yeah over the last few weeks, it's gone up. Can't get to like the 10, Patriots the, the, play more and more. The, the Jimmy's of the world are running it up. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. I like money. I like money, Bobby. So when I see an easy money, <laughs> all right, Jimmy and I might have to make a wager. We'll see. Okay. Anyway. Lots of good Patriots content. Subscribe to all of our stuff over there. Patriots Press Pass, uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, I think we just hit 10,000 subs. We, If not, we're right knocking on that door. So you guys can push us over the top. Go for it. Um, but a ton of content all week. And, yes, of course, we're going to be talking a lot of Brady. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the reason I'm not pumped for this game, Patriots have too many of their own problems to really worry about who's coming into town. You know, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. It doesn't it's, even matter who comes in. It doesn't matter. But my guy it's, Brady is going it's to embarrassing. remind them Actually, that they, they if, created these if, problems. If Zach Wilson comes in, they're all right, but that's it. <laughs> Look, man, it's, what's the point of talking about it? It's a resounding, you know, uh, you know, it, Brady won Belichick zero in a very resounding way. Why why do the Brady-Belichick talk? Like, And it's going to be 2 nothing after this Sunday, so – that's it. You know, the first one was a 10-8 round, you know, maybe a 10-7 round. It was a wipeout, okay? And it's not going to get better this year. So, no, you're, you're hoping, yeah. And if, by the time it, it gets better for the Pats, Brady's going to, you know, I, I shouldn't say as a, as, a, as a 100% chance, but Brady will most likely be out of the league someday. And maybe someday the Patriots will be good again. But that doesn't mean ever that the Patriots were in the right or they made the right decision or Belichick did the right thing. It's pretty obvious at this point. Now, I just want to kick him while they're down, and I want to kick him hard. Ouch! Damn. He's mad. He's mad about Tommy. There's gonna be a lot of Jimmys in the Them's crowd the facts. Uh, Sunday. No, Jimmy's gonna, have, Jimmy's gonna have his Brady jersey on all. Yeah, I actually good? think. I actually think. There you it, go, Jimmy. Now I'm not going to the game because I think it's gonna be a lot of fake. There's gonna be a lot of fake Patriots fans and a lot of fake Brady fans there who just want to see a high-scoring game and that like. 
they might want the Patriots to win, but they also like want Tom to do well. But I, I'm, I'm full on like anti Pats, 100% on favor of Tom. So if I'm at the game, I'm just blending in with all the fake fans. So I'm just going to make sure that I'm, you know, representing my guy away from the stadium, loud and proud elsewhere. I think, um, I think it's going to be a more Brady crowd. Yeah, more Brady 100%. than Pats. Oh my god! And I think, I think by, I, I think by a bit. There's going to be a lot of cheering for the Bucks, which is just sad, but. Well, that's Gillette anyways is barely a lot, barely, you can barely hear the cheering for the Pats. Oh, it's anyways. the worst. It's the worst <laughs> yeah. crowd in, 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 in the NFL. It's just, you know, right. They, they, the they, red seats. It's the red seat crowd. It's the red seats. Like, oh, are you guys coming back or are you going to stay in the bar? There's a good game going on out here, you know, like. <laughs> Right. You know, you make some yep. friggin' noise on defense. My God, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very bougie crowd for a football stadium. It used to be yeah, a hard place to play, word. not because of the fans. Very bougie crowd. Yeah, yeah. It, it's well, sad. You have some diehards in there. There's just bad. not enough of them. There's of some really good fans there. They're just outnumbered. Yeah, there's always the house be that, diehards. It's the house that Brady built, guys. You know, it's the house yeah. that he built. It's the house that All Brady built, banners. and on Sunday night, it's going to be the house that Brady. We're not a out. football area. We are an area that ended up with a really good football team. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up with a really good football quarterback. And that's reflected in the crowd. Um, anyway, uh, we're off. Uh, we're going to wrap it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you guys Monday.